Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one and only Miss Giselle Bryant. Hello. <laughs> How are you? How are you doing? What's going on? Um, you know, just doing what everybody else is doing in the pandemic, just staying at home, staying safe, wearing my mask. How is your quarantine been going? What's, I mean, what's the state of everything down there? I don't even know. I'm in Maryland and um, we're actually doing pretty good these days. Our cases are really down, but that means that we have to stick to what we've been doing, which is like social distancing, wearing our masks. Um, when we're out and about at restaurants, we have to like really take that seriously. So it's kind of, it's like, it sucks. Long story short, kind of sucks, but we're in it. You're doing what you have to do, right? Yeah. And your children are with you at home? Yes, they're here. They actually started school this week. Can you imagine? No. So, <laughs> I, I, I cannot imagine. So this month, so the month of September is going to be all virtual. And then after that, they'll reassess to figure out whether or not they're going to you know, go back to school. But they did have one day this week of kind of like an orientation and they were able to go to the school and they were pumped, okay? So excited. Are they like, just get me out of the house and let me go back to school? Yes, yes. Like every other kid on, under the sun. I mean, it's like, at first it was like, okay, this is happening for about a month. No big deal. Two months. Oh my God. Then it was like, now it's the whole summer. Now they just, I mean, they're dying. They just want to be with their friends. Did you get like really heavy into like the homeschooling in the beginning? Because all, all my friends with kids were like, this is no joke here. This is like no joke. Thank God I have older kids that are in high school. So they can do their work by themselves. So literally I was hands off. They just came to me for food and snacks. So I was cool with that. That's good. I didn't know like if kids were older, like if you still had to be involved. I mean, I don't have kids. I don't know how it works. I actually felt um, kind of like out the loop. So I would go into their rooms and like disrupt the whole class and start twerking. And they were mad at me all the time. <laughs> They're just like, please get out of here. So it, it, is it strange, like with, you know, Potomac being back on, you know, like normally you do press at this time. And like, I mean, now you're doing everything on Zoom. Like that must be a big difference. Huge difference. But you know what? I don't mind it, kind of. You know, press for me is, is a lot of work. I mean, it's, um, and I'm so happy that Sandra is on and she can hear it. It's like Sandra runs me through New York, up and down, back around. And they're tough days. So for me to be able to sit home and do it from my house, I mean, I have on, I have on sweatpants right now. That's a great thing. And slippers, okay? It's kind of, listen, you kind of get used to being home, right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't mind it. I mean, I do like the personal touch of being able to, 
you know, touch and feel and see the person that you're talking to. But outside of that, I mean, you know, being home, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. Yeah. So Potomac is back. We waited. Yes, yes we are. <laughs> and kind of back with like a bang. I mean, we start yeah. at the season, you know, we see broken glass and a first aid kit. <laughs> I told everybody this season, is far and beyond our best and not because of the broken glass and the first aid kit but just everybody shows up and gives way more than they gave in the past really you just think why do you just think like it just kind of happened that way um I don't know I, I really don't know I think you know, we've been at this for, the majority of us have been at this for a while. We were comfortable with each other. We're comfortable with production. Um, and we, you know, if you're going to do this, you got to really be honest with who and what you are. And you got to be honest with showing your life. So, hey, everybody did it. You know, everybody, I think. And then we had some authentic, just like drama. So, that coupled with everybody is really pulling back the layers and showing all of their uh, ups and downs, highs and lows. It just made for a great season. That's awesome. I think, I mean, I, I kind of feel that there's a lot of buzz around this season, almost like never before. Yeah. Yeah. And we see you back with Pastor Jamal. Yes, absolutely. How is that going? It's going good. Actually, he's on his way here right now. Um, Tomorrow is the um, anniversary for the March on Washington. He is the co-chair with um, Al Sharpton, and wow. um, he'll be here for the weekend. But it's it's going. It was it was tough in the beginning with the pandemic because we were so used to just traveling and seeing each other every other week, and we just couldn't do it. So that's been a little tough. But now that things are opening up a little bit, it's been great. That's good. So he's still going back and forth between Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah, and then I've gone a couple times, and um, and I feel comfortable about traveling now. Like in the beginning, I wasn't comfortable with it, but now I'm I feel good about it. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. Like in the beginning, I wouldn't even leave my house, and now you're just kind of like the world has to get back to where it is. Right. How are your kids doing? You know, like we saw like or already on the show, you know. They're like protecting mom, happy to have dad around, but like, how's that going? Right. Of course, my kids are like the most opinionated, the worst. They're teenagers. They're like, you know, saying, you know, in the beginning, they were just like, what's happening here? Like, we like y'all separated because like, we like hanging out with dad. When we hang out with dad, we like hanging out with you. But now it's actually been great. I mean, we've been able to have like great discussions. They love their dad. So, you know, we, we're in a, such a great place right now. I'm feeling, I'm feeling happy. I mean, my family's back together. That's good. That's great. Do your kids like being on TV? Or are they just like, I don't want to go to school? And like, I mean, what did I say last night? Or do they just love it? The, in the beginning, five years ago, they, they liked it. You know, they enjoyed it. They were so super excited with every aspect, like the cameras, the audio, you know, the monitors, the producers, because they were so young, they would let the kids sit with them at the monitors. So, you know, that, that was so much fun for them. Um, but now that they're older and they're teenagers and they have attitudes occasionally, they're like, oh, here come the cameras. Oh my God, mom. Like, you know, they give me attitude, but then once the cameras are on, they're up and, and they totally support me. That's good. Yeah. Do you know, like speaking of Atlanta, like what might we see you relocating one day to Atlanta? I mean, never say never. I don't know. I do love this area of the world. I do love my house that's under construction still. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I do see myself there more, you know, once the kids graduate from high school and all that. But um, to totally 100% be there, uh, I don't know, maybe 80-20. I'm there 80% of the time here 20. That's a good mix. Yeah. Do, you, do you know, like, do you know, like, Nene, Candy, Cynthia, like, do you know any of the Atlanta girls? Oh, yeah, I know all those ladies. They are fantastic. Um, and I'm happy that 
you know, I have a close enough relationship with them that if, if anything production wise or while I'm filming or whatever, if I have like questions, I can reach out to them and they've been totally just helpful and honest. And, you know, that's always nice to have like a good sisterhood. Who are you closest to from Atlanta? Like out of all those girls? Um, well, I can tell you, I actually talked to Kenya like two days ago. Um, so maybe Kenya, Cynthia, um, next time I go down there, she and I are going to get, get the four of us together with Mike and Jamal. We're going to have dinner. Um, I love Candy. I kind of reach out to her every time. I, all of them. I'm like, I'm close to like all of them. I haven't, the only person I haven't talked to in a while is Nene. I haven't spoken to her in a minute. And actually Nene was the first out of that group that I met. Years ago, before I was on Housewives, um, she, uh, Jamal invited her to his church. She had a book and she came and she talked about the book. She sold the book. So I met her then. Do you think Nene would really leave the Atlanta Housewives? No. I mean, I don't know. But I mean, I think that it, in my mind, when I think of Atlanta, I just think of Nene. So I don't know. I would agree with that. I mean, well, you know, if you ever do leave and move to Atlanta, you have a whole Housewives franchise right there waiting for you. I don't know if they're waiting for me, but <laughs> yes, there is a legit, wonderful franchise there. Um, so, you know, just to like reference like earlier, like in, in earlier seasons, like, you know, when you were talking about Jamal and then, you know, you said like cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Yes. Well, it's like a two-part question. Like, now that you guys are back together, like, do you regret that? And just, like, in general, do you ever look back, just in general, and be like, you know, I wish I didn't put this out there, not even regarding that, just anything? Or are you just one of those that are like, I did it, I said it, let's move on? I own everything that I say. However, they have played the Cheetah Cheetah Pumpkin Eater clip maybe 5,000 times, okay? so Pretty much. It would be like... It was, it was fine for that, like, one time that, that it was in the episode. As a matter of fact, it was season one, episode one. But, like, all the other times, y'all are killing me. Stop it. So, like, from that perspective, I wish. So maybe, like, maybe I shouldn't have said that because they played it too many times. But everything else, I, you know, you have to, you have to really own everything that you do in front of the camera because it's too difficult to film and participate if you're just going to have regrets so i i kind of just own it all that's good yeah i think that's what makes a good housewife you know just kind of putting it all out there and yes i totally i totally agree i think that and i think that the, the audience can tell when you're just not being authentic and you're not just really when you're editing yourself i think the audience can really just read through that i think so especially now you know i think audiences just in general of reality tv are savvy yes and kind of yes. Tell what's going on yes 100 percent. so let's talk about we'll start with rob and let's talk about your castmates like are you <laughs> shocked that robin and juan are engaged um now, no, I'm not shocked, but the process of that, you know, because it kind of plays out all season, um, I didn't know that it was going to happen until the moment it happened. And um, I'm so happy for them, their journey, their story, their family. Like, I think that, I mean, I knew it was going to happen eventually one day. I just didn't know it was going to be, you know, during last season. So... I can't wait for the wedding. I mean, talk about a wedding. I'm gonna just be all over it. I think I might even write the vows or something. I mean, I'm, I'm so excited about it. Has Robin like filled you in on any of the details or? Well, you know, I think because of Corona, they just kind of put everything on hold and said, okay, we'll figure it out when we can figure it out. But, um, you know, Juan has a big job. He's a, he's a basketball coach. So clearly they've got to work it around his schedule. Um, no, she hasn't given me any details because Robin's just not that kind of person. So guess what? I'm going to take over. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think that would be, I mean, you know, I assume you'll be at least like, you know, a bridesmaid or maid of honor or something. 
uh, I mean, I don't have to be that. I can just be the girl that does it all and gets no credit. And so the reception, when I tell everybody, I did it all. <laughs> that would work too. Do yes. you think like who would who would be in Robin's bridal party if she were to like make that decision right now today? Oh my god! From the show. From the show, uh, me, this girl. Obviously, um, you. Yeah, and maybe Ashley. Yeah, Robin and Ashley totally have a great relationship. They've come a long way. Um, they like each other a lot. They're good friends. So maybe Ashley, but I think, you know, Robin and Juan had a huge wedding the first time. So I think this time, you know, they don't want to do all of that, all the bridesmaid stuff now. It's going to be a smaller wedding. <laughs> what about, do you think being a mom is like, I don't know, we're kind of seeing like a softer, gentler side of Ashley. Oh my gosh. I mean, Ashley has just like transitioned into this whole other person that we yeah. love. Her transform has actually been refreshing. I mean, to remember Ashley season one, when she was just crazy girl, humping people, like anything can comes flying out of her mouth to now where it's like all about Dean, you know, the lack, the, what is it called? What do you call it? Oh, the nursing, all of that. It's just been really nice to see her evolve and, and, and just become like a mom. And I'm looking forward to like baby number two, not that she's pregnant, I don't know, but I feel like she's such a good mom. She needs to have more than one. And she's, I mean, she's home anyway. She was staying home before all this, it seems. So this could be, yes. it's a good time. Yeah. What, what about Michael? I mean, Michael seems to be mellow these days too. Really? <laughs> well, more mellow. Yes, I'm sure the, the baby has mellowed him out. Um, we do have some Michael incidents and Michael drama this season that we will all see soon, I believe. Um, but you know what, Michael, I, I feel like, like I actually, I feel like he's a friend outside of the show. Michael comes along and I look at him as like, okay, he's like part of the show. And what would we do without Michael? I mean, Michael is just Michael. <laughs> and I've actually grown to, to like Michael, regardless of his shenanigans. I mean, there's certain just, you know, house husbands in across all franchises that have their own identity and are almost like an extra housewife. And I would put Michael in that category. Yes. And after the season finale, which you all will see, I'm like, you know what? Let's just give Michael a champagne glass because he's up there with us with the drama. So um, he, he's a funny guy. Likes it. What about, what about Wendy? What are your thoughts on Wendy? Like, what was your, like, first impression? You know, we're just meeting her and, like, has that changed, like, throughout getting to know her? Um, it, when I first met her, I knew of her because she had done some work with Jamal. So I knew she was a smart girl. I know she's, like, um, politically astute. She is a mom. You know, I knew the basics about her. But I really didn't get to know her until Newburgh, our trip. And... I like Wendy. Like, I think she has been a great addition to the group. I mean, she came in, she owned herself, she owned her life, and she didn't try too hard. She just kind of, like, fit in. And I do kind of like the fact that she's, like, telling Karen where to go and how fast. Like, thank you. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Like, we see her, you know, she kind of stays out of it, but she's also kind of not afraid to stand up for herself. Oh, no. Wendy is not afraid to stand up for herself at all. And, you know, Wendy and I are sorority sisters. That was, like, my first thing. When I found out that she was my sorority sister, I was like, oh, I'm going to love her regardless, like, period. And it turns out that I really do love her. So I think that Wendy is here to stay. I hope so. I'm, like, a huge Wendy fan so far. <laughs> and, right, Karen doesn't seem to. I mean, what is Karen's issue with Wendy? I don't even get it. Like, I don't get it. Like, you guys are on, in the same organization, the same board. Y'all are on, like, a subcommittee of that board. Like, you know her, Karen. I don't get it. Like, just say you know the girl. Um, and they've had pictures together, like, the whole nine. It's very strange, but it's typical Karen. So it is what it is.
have you ever seen Karen? Because I mean, we all know those people that, you know, will like introduce themselves to you a hundred times, even though you've met them. Like, have you seen Karen do that to other people that you know? Um, Karen does that to everybody. You know, Karen is quintessential, like, oh, hi. Like she just met you for the first time. She might even do that to me the next time I see her, who knows? But like, so, okay, so we get that. Okay, and that's fine if that's how you are. But you're on the same board with this woman. Y'all have committee meetings. Y'all have conference calls. Like, you know her. So it just doesn't work when it comes to Wendy. Like, you know who she is. Right, and Wendy's not having it. <laughs> no, Wendy's like, I know you. <laughs> do you think it's, I mean, I don't know of what, but like, do you think it's like jealousy? I mean. I think, um, you know, I don't really know where it stems from. I do know that Karen is very clear that Wendy is smart and strong and um you know i think that that was probably a little intimidating for karen i think that um you know you it is there is a level of being observed when we meet a new person because you don't know in front of the camera what they're going to say or do so you, you're kind of like a little reserved a little bit um so that could be my excuse because I didn't really know Wendy, but that's not Karen's excuse. Like Karen should have been just open and loving and Karen actually should have been the one that brought her in and introduced her to everybody. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think of Karen? I mean, we do see a different side of her this season, you know, with Ray kind of opening up about like some of the troubles in their marriage. I mean, that yeah. was kind of shocking. To you guys, <laughs> not to us. I mean, we've always felt like there was some, you know, there was, you know, some just drama there, but she never really talked about it. It is nice to see her discuss it and really kind of be forthcoming about what's going on because it's like, you know, no relationship is perfect. If you've been married for 25 years, my God, you've made it um, on a wing and a prayer. So why not be honest and just like let everybody know what's really going on. And then we can understand your craziness a little bit better. Now we get it. Okay. You're crazy. Cause you know, you got some drama at home. I get it now. See, so this actually helped you understand Karen a little better. Yes. Yes. So she should have done this five seasons ago. Yes. Kind of right. <laughs> yes. What about, what do you think of, I mean, we saw, a singing telegram, we saw a Pepto-Bismol pink. I mean, <laughs> Karen's like losing her mind a little bit over here. Uh, to put it mildly, yes. I mean, the first of all, the telegram was like the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. Like, it was just like idiotic. It wasn't grand. It wasn't um, like something that you, it wasn't something that you feel like, oh, this is going to be like a major event. I got, I can't wait. This is the talk of the town. I can't wait to put my clothes on and get there. Like, no, it made it look clownish to me. So once we get there and everything was great, it was a normal Karen Huger party. I've been to a million of her parties. It was turning out that way. Minus the acrobats in the back. I didn't understand that. But like everybody was there in their Sunday best. We were having fun. And then she decides to change her clothes. No one understood it. No one. <laughs> no and one. Like we some dance. <laughs> she's having a moment where she thinks she's Beyonce for a second. Right. But like you're nowhere near Beyonce. So why? I just didn't make any sense. And I want to ask her, who talked you into this? Because I know this was not your idea because you just found out who Beyonce is three years ago. So I know this is not your idea. But I didn't. I just let her live in her glory, in her pink Pepto-Bismol glory. I was like, what? I mean, she is, did you see though, Rihanna has given her a shout out. Did you see this? I did see that. I thought that that was very nice. Very nice. I was happy Rihanna even, you know, was watching the show. Thank you, Rihanna. I love me some Riru. Seriously, that's major. Yes. 
Um, what was I going to ask you? What about the the Grand Dame? I mean, where did this come from? I mean, we've we've seen it. We've had it for five years. But like, do you know? I mean, where is the origin of Karen self appointing herself this? I, you know what? I actually think I gave her that name. As really? A joke. I think so. I think I did. Like, I think I said it first or something. I don't know. Anyway, she has taken this persona and run with it. And I think in the beginning, we thought it was cute because it was just like something cheeky and cute. And it's like, yes, you're the grand dame and blah, blah. But now I think in her mind, she's like trying to morph into something that she's made up. And that's confusing. That's the confusing part. Because it's like, and I think even Ray's a little confused. It's kind of like, do we know who you are? No, we don't but we want to, um, we used to know who you were. Like, it's just confusing. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. And you gave her the name. So, I mean, do you ever look back kind of like, what have I done? Why did I do that? Why? Why did I do that? But, you know, I, you know what? I, I, now I remember. It, somebody asked me if I was like the Grand Dame of Potomac. And I was like, no, I don't need a title. I'm, my name is Giselle. Like, I'm, I'm a bad bitch. Like, I, I will always be Giselle. Like, no, I was like, no, Karen's the Grand Dame. And I think that she decided she was gonna live in a land called delusion. And I don't like to live on Fantasy Island. I like to live in reality. And now she has a whole, you know, perfume <laughs> around this. Yes, 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 she does. Which I take it you don't own a bottle of Ladam or you have a bottle Karen gave it to you. I, yes, I have maybe five. I have like little samples that are like big, nice samples, like, like, you know, big, like you can spray samples. Um, I have a, um, I, I don't think I have the bottle anymore. I think maybe I've gifted that to someone, but you know, um, I, I want Karen to feel successful. Like I want her to know what that feels like to be successful and a businesswoman to own your stuff and to feel empowered. Like, that's an amazing feeling. And, you know, if it comes through Ladam, great. And recently you just said that you are currently not speaking to Karen. You know, y'all take stuff that I say and y'all run with it. What I said was... I listen to every word you say, Giselle. <laughs> what I said was, I have not spoken to Karen until we, since we stopped filming last season. I haven't spoken to Karen in about a year. And I'm totally happy with that <laughs> okay so on that note say three nice things about karen karen is a lot of fun when she's karen um karen is a great hostess until she puts on a pink suit and 
Karen is, Karen understands and knows family and she respects it. That's good. Yes. <laughs> Who throws the best parties in Potomac out of your current um, group? I was going to say, out of the current group, I will say, um, I'll say Karen because it's like there's so much going on. For instance, we had like the crazy, what do you call those, those Cirque du Soleil dancers in the back. We had Karen doing a, doing a um, wardrobe change. You know, we had the pool that people, oh, there was like an instant that people started dropping their phones in the pool and they didn't show this, but it's like, it was like, who's going to dive in and get the phones? I mean, it was like, it's always something going on at Karen's parties, which I like because it's, you know, they're never boring. Um, however, Sharice is the best party planner I know in this area. Really? Okay. Sharice has a party. Yes. She throws good parties. Yes, she does. Speaking of Sharice for a minute. So let's just talk about, you know, what everyone is kind of talking about this whole season at Potomac. Like, let's just talk about, you know, Candace and Monique. Yes. Okay, so what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was hoping I didn't have to have a question. I was hoping you would just have something to say. You know, okay. the whole Bravo verse is talking. You know, we, we see in the beginning yes. there's an altercation. I mean, everyone knows this. So. I, I, let me, I'll give you my thoughts. My thoughts are that the altercation had zero, zero to do with Sharice and what Sharice was saying and the rumors and all that. It had nothing to do with that. Um, to this day, my thoughts are that, um, it was the silliest, unnecessary, most unnecessary altercation under the sun. Um, I feel like Monique has always had some, um, issue with Candace that she's never kind of expressed as, I, I want, maybe it's jealousy, I don't know. Like Candace came around and love her or hate her. Candace is Candace, like, you know, she's got a slick mouth, she is annoying, but we like her because she's, she decides to show up in her own skin, right? With all of her antics. Um, and I think maybe, I don't know, Monique doesn't like that, I don't know. But the altercation was unfortunate. I was, I've said a million times, I was shocked. I was disturbed. I felt like it should have never happened. Did, did you feel like after it happened, then did you feel like this great divide in the cast between like everyone, you know, was there, did you feel like pressure? Like who's team Candace? Who's team Monique? No, no not at all. I felt like everybody was team themselves, meaning um, I'm t I'm not, I actually told this to Candace. I'm team Giselle. Like I'm team what's important for this show, for the group, for us as individuals, like, and as, as in the collective, like I've been here since day one. I don't want to see this show turn into something that we aren't, you know, we aren't women that, go around and knock each other upside the head. We aren't those women. So no, I didn't feel like there was um, a line drawn in the sand, like who's gonna be on team whoever. I felt like everyone expressed their opinion about what they saw. And if you look at the trailer or watch the trailer, there's only one name that people are saying, stop, okay? so. It's very clear um, how we all felt in the moment about what happened. The end. <laughs> That's, that makes sense. And I mean, we also hear just like, let's talk a, like, a little bit about like the larger issue. Like we hear the voiceover, I think it's you and Karen. I don't know who's saying like, never thought that as a black woman, we'd be right here. We hold ourselves above the stereotype. And in five minutes, she took that away. Yeah, like that was, that was all me. Karen has not given her opinion yet. Um, and, I, and I still feel that way. I feel like 
it just wasn't necessary. You know, like I feel like fights are necessary maybe if somebody slept with somebody's husband or somebody's talking about somebody's mama, somebody's kids. Like none of that was happening. So it just wasn't necessary. It 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 tarnishes the brand, in my opinion. Um, we black women are viewed in this country as being um, violent, as being women that cannot have a discussion, have a debate without it getting physical. We have seen over and over and over again on reality television, black reality television, women throwing glasses, flipping tables, beating each other up, up, pummeling each other to the ground. Like, we don't need to do that. Like, we, we actually have enough vocabulary words that we can kind of like discuss whatever debate might be an issue. So I just didn't want us to fall into a stereotype that is already out there that we all know about. Um, because we aren't, let's be clear, we're not pretending not to be those kind of women. We're not. So I, I was just disturbed. And were you worried? I mean, like, do you think there's resolve? Like, or were you worried, like you said, like it like tarnishes the brand and like that's just the over, like were you worried that that would then overpower this whole season of all the other wonderful things that you have going on? No, not necessarily. Cause I feel like we're bigger than what happened. Um, but it does need to be resolved. And, you know, I've said a million times, it did allow us to really talk about um, how we view ourselves um, and, and, and how we view this, and how this country views us. And we were able to, to discuss it as a group um, with the cameras rolling, which I felt was way more impactful than kind of like, because typically when you, oh, you're watching reality television and something like that happens, they cut to the next scene and it's a wrap. Like they're talking about like going shopping or something. Like it's never really discussed why we're upset about what happened. And I'm, I'm happy how we handled it. I mean, we really were able to get it off our chest about, cause it's, it's, it's not, let's, let's remove Monique from the situation. It's like, what, what do we want for ourselves on a platform? You know, we're, we were given a platform of six or seven black women like this is this is for us to make or break and um you know we were we were all pretty much on the same page about how we felt so in a way that's probably a positive takeaway like you were able to discuss it i mean not yeah. that it happened yes yes and from what i understand that discussion is one full episode so it's it's, um, and I, just, I found that out kind of recently, I was like talking about it and um, they were like, oh, Giselle, we didn't cut anything out of that episode. Like that's like one, it's not a scene, it's one big episode because it meant so much to, and, and think about like that was a year ago and think about how the world has changed since um, in the past six months with Black Lives Matter, with, um, you know, us, the whole world being able to see inequality and injustice. So for us to really sit down and say, look, this ain't cool for so many reasons. And it, it means so much more now. I, I think so too. Yeah. Is, what do you think? I mean, is that what you want? Like, what do you think people will take away from this season? Like, um, I think people will understand why we felt the way that we did. You know, from my perspective is always, I'm raising three girls. Like, I will never teach them to be um, violent or physical or get into an altercation. Like, that's just not who I'm raising. I'm raising, you know, three little ladies that, that have to hold themselves up to the highest regard at all times. Um, this world is hard and it's cruel. So you've got to, like, really um, gird yourself with, with as much positivity and class that you possibly can. Um, yeah. I agree. I mean, look at all the things that are going on in the world. It's like you <laughs> said, it's, there's a lot going on these days. Yes. yes. You know? Oh my gosh. But great timing, great timing. It like fell right into what's happening with the world. So uh, hopefully everyone will understand and get it. I hope so too. 
Do you think, you know, because we keep talking about like this season at Potomac, like, you know, the way it starts and there's this buzz, like, do you think Potomac has been like an underrated franchise, like up to this point? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and I always feel like it's, it's nobody's fault. Meaning, um, we came along so later, so much later than all of these other established franchises. Um, so, you know, like we're, we're six or seven years behind the pack. And so I feel, I felt like when we came along, everybody was just used to, you know, New York, Beverly Hills, Atlanta, that they didn't care about us. And then here we come and nobody even knows what Potomac is. They don't know how to pronounce it. You know, it's all this, like, the hell is Potomac? So it took us a minute, I think, to, for people to just understand who we are. And, and now we're season five. I think we've arrived. I think people understand who we are. They understand where we live. They understand that, you know, we might be a little different. We're a little quirky. We don't take things too seriously. We have a lot of fun. But, you know, when there's drama, we get down to business. We know how to handle our drama. I think so. It's, it's, did you guys get a lot of like in the beginning because you're so close to DC where people like asking you like, what about the DC housewives and all oh my that? Gosh, yeah. So that, that was like a thing because, you know, they couldn't call us DC. Um, so we had, they had to figure out what to call us. Okay. So we came up with Potomac. Okay, fine. While we were filming season one and we didn't even know we were going to be housewives, we couldn't really film in D.C. They didn't want us to go in D.C. and film anything. So in order for us to film in Potomac, Potomac is literally as big as your backyard. And I don't even know how your backyard looks, but it's bigger. It's about that size. Like, it's very small. There aren't that many restaurants. So it was challenging to film this first season and totally disregard anything that had anything to do with D.C., was a challenge, but we did it. You did it, and <laughs> did you, were you like a Bravo fan before, like, or a reality TV? Like, did you watch Housewives or any other reality uh, TV? Yeah, I, I, yes, I watched um, Atlanta, like from the very beginning. Um, and then I kind of caught up with the rest, like, and I really enjoyed Beverly Hills and um, New York. New York, like, you know, a while ago. How did you feel like when you were like, oh, I'm going to be part of the franchise that I watched on TV? Well, it, it was weird. Like, it was... Um, like, surreal almost? Well, let's back up. So we filmed the whole season one, didn't know we were going to be housewives. So we weren't filming thinking, okay this is what housewives do. So this is what we're going to do. No, we just filmed a whole freaking season, which I think as I look back on it, you know, if that was like Bravo's master plan, not to tell us what, that we were going to be housewives was a great plan because it really allowed us to just like do our thing. Um, and then, you know, they told us, they were like, all right, ladies, you guys are real housewives of Potomac. I was like, what? <laughs> but so excited from the perspective of like wow this is such an honor to be a part of this real housewife world and um and it's been great it's been a great ride who do you who are you like who'd be we'd be shocked or who are you like friends with from other franchises besides atlanta um so i'll i'll me and erica girardi will check on each other um uh, who did I just talk to? Uh, Shaw, some people, so like MJ, Reza, Gigi. Uh, I just did a podcast with Lala. I met Lala at BravoCon, and we've been like keeping in touch. She's great. Um, let's see, nobody from oh the the da so the Dallas girls were right behind us. Um, I like them. I love um, Brandy. Brandy is great. Yes. Um, who else do we have? Oh, New York. Oh, love me some Dorinda. Sad to see her go. Love me some Dorinda. Are you shocked um, at Dorinda? Were you shocked to hear that? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, 
I felt like Dorinda was kind of like the person in the group that, that even with her shenanigans and even with her screaming, like I felt like, you know, this season she was kind of like really mean intensely. And, you know, there, there's some moments there that were uh, a bit much. She, she was like the rock of the group and like the glue. So to see her exit is, I was shocked, yes. It's shocking. And speaking of New York and speaking of BravoCon, so you were at BravoCon. We, yes, were you. <laughs> I was there too, yes. And I was also in the Hamptons at that <laughs> wonderful party, standing right in front of you when Ramona asked you to please leave a picture, which then went viral. But, can't, but like, let's talk about that for one second. Let's talk about it. Everyone there, maybe even including you, was like, Giselle, Giselle, get in this picture with Marilla. Like, Giselle and Ramona, take this picture, take this picture. Get Giselle, where's Giselle? Find Giselle, bring Giselle, take the picture. And then, so for all of that to be happening, and then at that moment, she's like, oh, well, um, can, you know, just, can you just wait? Um, uh, was like, didn't you just hear everybody scream my name for me to come here to be, for me to take a damn picture with you? Like, like I, I wasn't here just because I rolled up on you like, oh, I want to take a picture with Ramona. Like, uh, no, girl, you're not that important. Like, I was escorted to come and take a picture with you. So I just felt like that was a hot mess. A hot mess. You handled yourself very well. <laughs> you know. I mean, were you, were you shocked at how, because I mean, I didn't think that was, I mean, I just thought it was something. Were you shocked at how that then took on a life of its own? I mean, at BravoCon, you're squashing um, up the... Yes and no. Like that, in that day, maybe five photographers came up to me and was like, oh my God, I can't believe she did that to you. Oh my God. Like, like you guys were like livid with her. So in my mind, I thought, well, maybe she does this all the time and, you know, they're mad because she's now done this to me and they hate her anyway. I don't know. But she came to me that, that day and apologized because people went to her and was like, how dare you do that to Giselle? I can't believe you did that. So she apologized to me and I was like, whatever, girl. And I kept it moving. But Ramona knew before BravoCon that she was wrong. I could see that. Well, especially if she's apologizing that day to you. Yeah. So, I mean, and she didn't need to apologize. I mean, you know, I kind of feel like at this point in time in our lives, Ramona's an older woman. Like, you are who you are. Own it. If you are um, rude and nasty, hey, live in it. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. What, it's, it's, it's whatever. I think, she li I think she does live in it. I think she does do that to everyone. And, you know, I just don't know if she does it to many housewives, but... I think she's done it to other housewives. Right. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like the housewives, all of us, it's kind of like our little sisterhood. Mm -hmm. And there's never been a moment. I've been on a million red carpets. I've run into a million housewives. It's never a moment where anybody is like, mm, yeah, no. Like, as soon as we see each other, it's like, of course, we want to take pictures. Of course, we want to do all that. And when we're asked to do it, we do it. So... It's, you know, bye, Ramona. Bye. <laughs> Do you think it's time for Ramona to maybe exit out of the Real Housewives of New York? I hate when y'all ask me questions like this. Look, I don't hire, I don't fire. I'm sure Bravo will decide her fate whenever. But um, for anyone to leave, I was shocked it was Dorinda, let's say, over her. Like, I was, that was shocking. Did you love being at BravoCon? Just like meeting a lot of people for the first time? Oh my gosh, BravoCon was everything. So I'm so stupid that I thought BravoCon was like gonna be like, I don't know, a hundred people. Like I didn't know <laughs> that it was like, Bravo God. Like I had no clue that it was as big as it was going to be. Um, and it was fantastic. And you know, I don't know what the plans are as to when they're going to do that in the future again, but it, it needs to happen again. I mean, it really gives the fans up close and personal with talent and it's nice. It's, it felt like it, 
it, it was nice because it allowed us to see that people do really love the show, watch the show. They can recite scenes back to me. They can recite a whole conversation I had with Karen back to me, which, which was nice to, to know. Were you, sh I mean, like, did you know the fandom before or was BravoCon like an eye opener of like, you can't walk two feet without people wanting to oh, like knock you down? Yeah, I mean, I've been in situations where like I do my own stuff and you know, there's, it, there's fans that are, are super excited and everything, but the pandemonium of BravoCon, yes, that was different. <laughs> that was on You're different like, level. This is a whole world here. Yes, this is a whole situation. Um, and, and it was, whoever thought about it was like, oh my God, this is genius. Um, and we literally took over New York for like the weekend. Like it was every Bravo celebrity under the sun. And that was actually a great part of it as well because it allowed me to meet some folks that I wanted to meet. For instance, Frederick. I have always been loving Frederick. You know, he's crazy. He's selling million dollar houses. He's like fun. And I didn't know what to expect from him when I met him. He's amazing. Really, really amazing. So nice. Yes. So things like that um, were great for me. Are you a fan of Million Dollar Listing? Such a good show. Um, I do like, I do like the, um, I do like the LA version. I like the Josh's. Um, I used to love Josh Flagg's grandmother. Um, the scenes with her for me were just like, oh, the best, the best. And I actually told him that at BravoCon. I was like, you know, I, my sincerest, con sincere condolences to your grandma. And she was a joy to watch. Like, you know, you don't get that kind of like old school wisdom. Yeah. You know, you don't see that on television. Speaking of, TV obsessions. My latest obsession, not just for Potomac, is T'Challa. I love T'Challa. Oh, completely obsessed. So have you met T'Challa? I really need to know this. I have. I actually, and I think you'll see it the next episode, spent, was in the back seat of Monique's car with the bird. And the bird grossed me out because the bird would shit I shouldn't can't say shit. The bird no, that's fine to say. And he would eat it. And I was like, this is disgusting. Like who wants this around? But um, but hey, if that thing makes her happy. I'm not happy. I'm not even a bird. I don't like birds. I'm just obsessed that yeah. there's this bird on a leash that is potty trained that like sits on her shoulder and doesn't fly away all around the area. <laughs> I don't understand. I find it to be a little strange, but um, if that makes her happy again, like it's, it's all good. But it was, we all were asking, cause we were staying at her house in Newburgh and we were all asking, put the bird in the cage. Like she would just like, let the bird just be in the room. Just like free willy nilly, like hell no. Just because you're comfortable with the bird doesn't mean I am. So put the bird away. Um, and finally, after the bird almost ate Wendy's wig off, um, she finally put the bird away. Thank God. I mean, it's just, I, I just didn't, you know. And Karen being afraid of T'Challa, it's like, that's, those are the best scenes. Because the bird is a bit aggressive. Like the bird is like, yah, 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 yah. and it, so, yeah, I could understand Karen being, Legit, like, scared. Afraid. Who do you think, like, either good or bad has changed the most since the beginning of Potomac? Like, not even the OGs, just, like, out of the current cast, or, like, who do you think's changed the most? Um, a couple. Like, for the good, I think, um, clearly Ashley. Ashley has, you know, morphed into this. I mean, she's still shady now. Don't get me wrong. She's still shady. She's still gonna come for you. But she does it with a baby on her hip. I can all, all respect to that. Um, all respect, <laughs> I think, right? Yes, I think Candace kind of for the bad a little bit. I mean, just with the fact that you can get on Instagram Live for 168 minutes 
and just talk about nothing. Like, <laughs> there's got to be something wrong there. Um, so I'll chalk that up to that. And Karen, I mean, Karen has morphed into a person we don't even recognize. I mean, I don't, I, who, who is this woman? Like, she totally looks different. And she talks different. And she just is different. I mean, Robin's the same. Robin, you know, what you see is what you get. I feel like I'm like, what you see is what you get. Um, so yeah, did I, did I cover everybody? Oh, and Wendy. Wendy's too new to tell. And Monique. Oh, um, I, I still don't know who she is. So it's hard to even say one way or the other. Um, I feel like, I feel like we were getting there. You know, we, we had our luncheon. We kind of like put our cards on the table, discussed everything. We're getting to a place in which we could like sit around and kiki with each other. And um, I was extremely happy about it. And, and I was genuine with it. Um, I heard later she wasn't, but I totally was happy because I felt like for the first time in like four years, I'm able to be around this woman and feel like, okay, I'm really getting to know you. So that was short-lived. Yeah. That was short-lived. Yeah. What is next for you? What is next for Giselle? You know what? So much. Um, I, I have a couple things in the works and I do want to give a part two to my book. Um, my book has been, was like so much fun to write. And um, so I do want to give, because you know, my life is changing and growing and moving in different directions. So I want to give another book to that perspective. Um, and you know what? This pandemic and this whole, like the world stopped really allowed me to spend some time with my kids. Not that I don't, but just be home with my kids and appreciate them on another level. And what I did realize is like, they're going to be gone soon. They're in high school. They're going to be graduating and moving on. So I have decided that when the world goes back to normal, that I'm going to do it with baby steps. Like I really want to concentrate these next couple of years and focus on my kids. Would you, I mean, you know, you're back with Pastor Jamal. Would you ever have another child? What? No. <laughs> Old Krusty. No. <laughs> I have three. Not two. Three. That's enough. I, mean, I, I think three is a good number. I just figured, you know, I, I would ask. And your home renovation, that's yeah. still. It's still, so it's, the corona obviously slowed it down. Um, but the West Wing is almost done. Almost. Did you ever think your home renovation would also become part of this whole? No. I mean, it's actually, it's the, we got to laugh about it now. Like, right? first my workers left. And then when they came back, they couldn't, anything that they ordered, for instance, they ordered the roof, they ordered um, supply, you know, supplies, wood, whatever. What would normally take two days to come would take months. So it has just totally slowed it down. So, I mean, at this point, I'm like, it'll be done whenever it's done. What's the rush? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to leave us with? Any thing? Um, let's see. Um, I do want to, you know, people like you and, you know, a lot of the fans have been with us since day one. And I feel like that love has got us to where we are now. And we, you know, we don't not notice it or i don't not notice it and i totally appreciate it like you know you guys came on this journey with us and have not left us and i i just want to say thank you to all of our diehard from day one fans that's very nice of you and i want to say thank you to you you know just for sitting down coming on the behind the velvet world podcast like i really appreciate it i know you're busy even in quarantine so i really appreciate it as well absolutely absolutely i'm here for you Thank you. And keep in touch. You're wonderful. Giselle, Bryant, everyone needs to be watching Real Housewives of Potomac. And thank you so much. Thank you. See you later. Okay. All right. Bye. bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, 
feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.